Chris and Chris Talk Movies. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Ferry, and of course, these are my co-hosts. I'm Travis Scuba. And I am Chris Huddleston. And today we're very excited to be talking to you about a brand new movie that we are going to spoil. So if you haven't seen it, be, you know, watch it. Before and back and Exactly, be warned. Uh, weird, the Al Yankovic story. Put it in. I'm tired of people thinking I'm some kind of joke. Your dad and I agreed it will be best if you just stop being who you are and doing the things you love. My whole life, all I wanted. I'm afraid we found your son at a polka party. Just to make up new words to a song that already exists. Oh, well, you should do that then. Who my little hungry one? Hungry one. Open up a package of my banana. Dude, I've got chills. Every once in a great while, I can spot a talent that I know is the future of music. But first, we gotta find you a stage name. Al Yankovic. It's long, it's hard to pronounce. So I'm just gonna throw this out there. Weird Al Yankovic. I love it. Weird Al has taken the world by storm. Do I know you? Madonna. I was wondering if you were going to do a parody of my song, Like a Virgin. I'm curious, is that song autobiographical? Yes. <laughs> Except for the fact that I've had a lot of sex. Name me one creative genius that doesn't have a checkered past involving alcohol. That's the medicine. And drugs. I think Madonna's a bad influence on you. What? No offense. I'm a train wreck. My parents wrote me off. I pushed away my band. You're all just a bunch of normals. I'm the weird one. You gotta take care of yourself. I saw in you something special. An artist with something to give to the world. In front of all the billions of people watching around the world right now, all I want to say is be as weird as you want to be. Yeah! You will never find true happiness yeah! until you can truly accept who you are. Thank you. Oh, Al, you can't smoke in here. <laughs> I totally deserve that. Do you have a synopsis for us, Mr. Huddleston? I do, and I wanted to first say that this is on the Roku channel, yeah. so it may be a little bit hard to find for people, I don't know if you have a Roku or you have a Roku TV, you're just going to have the channel on there automatically. If you don't, what did you guys do? Were you able to watch it on your TV or did you have to watch it on a computer? I watched it, got the free app and then, yeah. you know, signed up for the basic account and then I watched it on my phone. That's yeah. So you can get an app for iOS or Android. I don't know about outside of the US. I don't know in other countries how that's, it works, but that's but what it's VPNs free. are for. You get a VPN. Exactly. That's what VPNs are for. But you can watch it for free free you know but it just may be a little bit of work to get to get the app for it so yeah. uh 
So Daniel, here's a synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes. Daniel Rad, Radcliffe is Weird Al Yankovic and the unexaggerated true story about the greatest musician and sex symbol of our, our time with, with Evan Rachel Wood and Rain Wilson. And this was directed by Eric Appel or Eric Apple. I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce his name. But so, Travis, you're our, our guest tonight. So yep. well, you go first. What did you think of this? And did you were you were you or are you a Weird Al fan? I, well, yeah, when I was younger, definitely mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it a lot, and then I kind of you know got a little bit older and you know moved on. Um, I still enjoy going back to it. It was like a very particular pocket. I remember watching UHF back in the mm-hmm. day and going like, I just like irreverent stuff, and he was just kind of weird, and I liked that kind of. I was kind of a weird kid, so worked for me. <laughs> um, I yeah, I really liked it. I think um, it was very silly and fun and. I love that, you know, he got to tell his own story in the style that that is appropriate for him. And it's it's kind of ridiculous. And and uh, I I love that he chose someone else to be the narrator. And I think they chose a guy from, you know, Transformers Optimus Prime kind of voice. (laughs) Yeah. Like that, too. And just the take on it was great. So, yeah. What did you think, Chris? I enjoyed it. So as you said, Travis, you know, I, I loved Weird Al as a kid. I think once you get to be about like 12 or 13, you kind of yeah. outgrow Weird Al. And so it's, you know, it's that same kind of humor. Um, I thought it was great that uh, he got that they got Daniel Radcliffe. And and I've, I've watched some interviews with Weird Al and Daniel Rad- Radcliffe and Evan Rachel Wood. And uh, so Weird Al said that Daniel Rad- Radcliffe was their first choice for the film and daniel radcliffe said you know they contacted him and he was like oh this sounds like a cool thing to do but he was like i don't look anything like weird al and you know i'm short and all this but you know that was part of the joke Mm. and i really love with him that he's a guy who made all this money in one of the biggest franchises ever and now it's just he just seems to be doing whatever he wants to do you know which is great He's really great in the role. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood is great as Madonna. I kind of expected from the trailer that maybe she would just be a bit part, but she's in a lot of the movie. Yeah. And, and yeah. They, you know, they they do some really absurdist stuff with that. Um, the director. So this was a short from several years ago on Funny or Die. And the same guy who directed that short directed the film. And this is his first feature, which I think is really impressive Yeah, yeah. because it looks great. You know, it's shot really well. Um, And uh, the cameos are cool. I think it's neat that, you know, you, you got people cameos. like <laughs> Conan O'Brien is in this, you know, and uh, Jack Black. And I'm sure they just did this because they're either friends of Weird Al or, you know, they like like yeah. Weird Al. So, Rain yeah, Wilson, I mean, there's Dr. Demento. Yeah. And yeah. My baby, my one of my favorites was uh, what's his uh, Paul, uh, the guy who did, does Gallagher. Yeah. Paul uh, F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, yeah. Gallagher. It's like it a bitter great. Gallagher is the best. <laughs> <laughs> the one shot where he smashes, like at the end of the musical, and and the, just, button. the button is him smashing a the water bottle. On another one rides the bus is him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what did you bottle. think, Chris? I agree with both of you. I, that pool scene that we were just talking yeah. about to me is the crown jewel. Oh, the other, there's just so much to talk about. I, I, I this is going to devolve into like, remember that part where yeah. the cool mm-hmm. thing that was awesome. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so his friends in high school convince him to come out 
sneak out one night. <laughs> like he's like, oh, my mom, you know, puts me to bed, and then she checks in on me. He's like, just use a hay boy. <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, what's a hay boy? You don't know what a hay boy is. And it's literally a, like a little scarecrow made of hay that he puts in his bed. And somehow and the mom walking, doesn't realize. And like... they come walking into this this Fred's house, and there's uh you know Kletzmer music play polka music playing and half of the people are in like later hoses yeah. he's like you didn't tell me it was a po this was a polka party <laughs> come on man live a little <laughs> and then he kind of right, gets... he comes home and he's caught and yeah. his dad comes out of his room holding he's like a uh, hey boy <laughs> like he's so disgusting and there's a callback at the end yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. My personal favorite of the whole thing was Thomas Le Lemon as the uh, accordion salesman. Yeah. Which just gets brutally and unnecessarily beaten, beaten. in the scene. Like, <laughs> it's, I, yeah, we I could literally go scene by scene. I Travis thought we were going to watch this one live and in retrospect, oh, like, that's maybe what we, we should have done. We should have done a drunk cast where we just screened this together live. Although, we probably wouldn't have been able to hang that on youtube because it's brand new like roku right. wouldn't have let that fly. maybe yeah um yeah i don't know the but... the dad in this i don't know if you guys recognized him or not i don't know if you ever watched this show but he was from um the ventures of pete and pete on on uh nickelodeon did you ever watch that show no, i never watched that oh okay so he, he was i forget what the character's name was but he was the strongest man in the world so that that was kind of neat but it was funny one of the things that was really funny to me and I don't know if it was meant to be funny or not, but, you know, you had the dad who was totally against him being a musician and, you know, didn't want him to play the accordion and everything. But basically everybody else that he encounters is super encouraging. Like he has his roommates yeah. in college and they're just these kind of bro guys or whatever. And they're like, yeah. sure, if you want to make parody, that sounds hey, awesome. Man, and then they, and then they wind up being it. in his band. Yeah. yeah. That nobody's ever like that's stupid. Why would you do that? You know, he's he's in a biker bar playing solo, <laughs> and he does uh, "I Love Rocky Road," and the other guys just run on stage and pick up the instrument yeah. and start backing yeah. him. And he's like, "I didn't know you guys. It just never seemed uh, important. <laughs> never, never seemed important to bring up before now." Patton Oswald's out in the audience, like jeering as a, Hitler, as, a, yeah. like, as, a yeah, exactly. as a biker. You're like, all right, that's funny. Yeah, everybody wanted to be in it. That's yeah, 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 yeah. So I think he had an impact on a lot of comedians. Like we were all like ten or eleven watching it. It was like so. It was what, in a way, Saturday Night Live, I guess, was for our parents. Like the irreverence of that, and like I think we grifted on like a little Monty Python overlap. But Weird Al was sort of like, you know, in the yeah. 80s was like really the foundation yeah. of that and Mad Magazine. It was all about, you know, quirky, weird kind it is, of. It is absurd. It's yeah. absurdism. It's it's ridiculous. One of my other favorite things is in the movie. So he writes uh, Fat, right, which is a parody of Michael Jackson's bad. But yeah. in the film, yeah. it's a complete, it's his first foray in writing no, completely no, original. It, it was Eat It. I'm bad, I think. It's Eat It. So he's like, so he writes Eat It. That's topping the charts. And then he's furious that Michael Jackson parodies <laughs> him. By doing and the jacket and everything. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they keep, he, he keeps being like, it's a completely original non-parody <laughs> song that I wrote from the ground up with yeah. no influence from anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and then Michael Jackson. So I'm like, in this universe, does Michael Jackson just not exist? Because that's funny. Yeah. But then he's like, 
then the, in, another, in a subsequent scene, he's furious. He's like, I can't believe Michael Jackson would do this to me. <laughs> well, and they, they they bring it up to him, and he's like, Michael Jackson, the kid from the Jackson 5? Yeah. <laughs> it's like like he barely knows. Yeah, he's he done is. a few solo things. What? <laughs> I really heard of him. Oh, it's, it's a treat. One thing I wonder, so I, I don't think that you, that you, you definitely don't have to be a Weird Al fan, I think, to enjoy this. Yeah. And I think even people that, that don't really know a lot about Weird Al would find this funny. But I wonder if some of the, you know, because it's so, uh, you know, we get into, he meets Madonna and has this relationship with Madonna yeah. and she's this really bad influence and he becomes an alcoholic right. and all she's this. kind of like the Yoko stuff. Ono of his career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he he's in one interview that I saw, he said, he met Madonna once in like 1985 for like 45 seconds. And that's the extent of any dealings that he's ever had with Madonna. And so, and also, you know, part of the joke is he's this really in real life, this kind of clean cut guy who's, he's a vegetarian. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He says he's, you know, even being in the music business, he's been around marijuana his entire life and has never tried it once. And, so, you know, and the movie does not let you know that it's just uh, and it, so I wonder how that plays with people who don't really under, you know, know what his real persona is right. that, you know, I love when he's having uh, a meltdown on stage and the band just starts doing Jim Morrison. Music yeah. And he's like shirtless, like having a meltdown. Yeah. They like make it like like sort of expressionist art at the end. That, that was great. I love in the beginning, too. We meet him as a child and we find out that he sort of has a dream to be a musician, but that his parents are opposed to it. And then we cut outside and it's sort of the sun is going down on the suburban neighborhood of the house where he grew up. And this sort of heartbreaking the Oscar bait yeah. title music comes in. And I, yeah. I just I had to pause it because yeah. I was laughing so hard. It's, <laughs> this movie is absolutely ridiculously silly. Yeah. And everybody does a beautiful job of playing it straight. Like mm -hmm. they, they really all commit to it and it never feels like too much or too little. It feels spot on tone wise all the way through. And sometimes it can be hard to do that when the material is this silly. Yeah. You know, you all have to be living in the same universe. And uh, I think they really pulled that off. And it's, it's yeah. tricky because they revisit like, every trope of every sort of yeah. you know, docu-pick, whatever it is, yeah. it's uh, dramatized. Like the music, the, you know, the the reflective moments, the like moments of, like all of the tropes are in there and they, they, they take the silly idea and they absolutely play it with utter se seriousness. And that's what makes it funny. Yeah. Yeah. There's no winking like, you know. And no. it's effective. I was, I, we, I was having this conversation with Travis uh, a little bit earlier, but uh, even though it's silly and even though the movie itself is a parody of other movies, mm. um, it still gets you. Yeah. Like when he's at the, the polka party, yeah. somebody, they end up, he sort of ends up in the middle of the circle and somebody's like, look what I got. And they bring out an accordion yeah. and he looks stricken with panic. Right. He, he's... he has senses where this is going to go. And they're like, come on, Al, you you like accordion, right? You play something. And he's uh, like, no, no, I, I couldn't. I didn't. Yeah. You know, and they yeah. start like, you know, they start Hulk, doing the chicken dance. They're making fun of him as a chicken. He's like, all right, fine, fine. He puts it on and <laughs> yeah. he shreds yeah. on the accordion. And there's that breathless moment when he finishes and then the whole crowd goes, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you feel it. You're just like, oh man, that's awesome. I just love the idea of polka bullying. Yeah. <laughs> like bullying. Yeah. Try it. Try it. Don't Come on, man. Gonna... Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Yeah. yeah. Peer pressuring in, into the polka. Yeah. Polka. And that like actor that right. they had when it was like the high school Weird Al, it was amazing how much he sounded like Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, who, all of the performances did, in this are really great. Did he sing all the the stuff? Was that Radcliffe? So that was Weird Al, and that was another thing that I saw in one of the interviews. What? So he re-recorded a bunch of the songs for the movie, and that was another thing that they said was a gag was um, that you know it clearly was not him singing; that it was Weird Al's voice, you know, and they and they. I guess in a lot of the music biopics, it's like obvious that the person isn't the one singing, you know, that they're mm -hmm. using a record. So they thought that was funny, you know, to have, to have it, you know, they didn't even attempt to have him try to do any of the singing in it. Um, now the he did actually we... play the accordion, but which he said, you know, he learned it well enough to look okay on screen, but he said those were the only notes that he got from uh weird al was he was not pumping the the thing enough he wasn't being like aggressive enough with that and he said that was like the only note that he got from him <laughs> nothing about appearance or anything like that <laughs> or his acting it's like exactly. yeah or his acting or right. anything but but he said that was the thing he was really you know because he's playing a, a they said on set that they referred to him as weird al and then the actual weird al was there pretty much every day and they called him real al <laughs> on the set. <laughs> yeah it was fun I, that's one of those movies that i watched and i thought man that would have been fun to make that would have been yeah. so much fun to yeah. be there as a part of that because it's just it's so silly so much talent yeah. who is the uh, mom does it i don't recognize who she is uh she's familiar but i don't recognize her yeah she's been in a lot of things um I guess I could look. You guys up. talk, and I'll I'll look her up. Are you looking? Uh, up? I wonder. Do you think we'd get away if I pull up the uh, the original short? How long is it? Is that the? the I don't know. Uh, I think. Can we get away with that? Do you think on YouTube, or, or are they going to make us snip it out? Yeah, I mean, I think as long as you go in and and say you're doing a critique or whatever. Fair I think, use. I mean, let me, let me see if I can find it. I I have never watched it, so it's Al Yankovic. Uh, movie short. Let's see. Um, I just think it'd be kind of fun to put a little something in here. It's in 2013. Yeah, that's it. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Yeah, it's like a, a two minute and 44 second piece. And that looks like it's got Madonna and everything else in it, too. Let me, uh, uh, if I can pull this thing up here, I'm going to share my screen. I just don't want if there's an ad. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. And sure enough, there is. Willie. Um, all right. I'm going to pause it as soon as it starts, and then I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to look at this. No, that's still him doing this. Ryan Reynolds. Come on, YouTube. Like so much. You can skip it now. Yeah. Yes, I can. Okay. Pause it. All you right. You got to unmute it, though. Yeah, I will. Shall I share my screen? Sure. Are you able to see it? Yeah. Cool. Here we go.
I don't know if it's like Kenny G at this point. <laughs> hey, your mother found these. I told you to get rid of this film. Basically, boy is weird. I know he's weird. <laughs> I changing the lyrics. Thank oh, you. they have Patton Oswald for him. You to change the world. Nobody wants to hear a parody song when they can hear the real thing for the same price. Towards. Coming to fish back guys, the first timer, Weird Al Jacobin. You guys are ready for this. You can carry the one in the song. Maybe. Here. 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 Baby. <laughs> 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 I recognize that guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's from the he's from the Breakfast Club. No, no, no. Office space. I hope there's a cast list oh. at the end. Aaron Paul, <laughs> Olivia Wilde, Gary Cole. That's who Gary. it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that is funny. And it was Eric Apple who directed the thing. Yeah. Oh. Look at cool. That. Yeah, I mean, I actually I like the movie better. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think the movie's better than that. But it is almost, it is almost the same exact architecture. Yeah, like yeah. you can see how somebody's like, that short you made. I want to make that into a feature. It's like, yeah, just make it into a feature. Yeah, make that movie. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the uh, I. I yeah, there's a lot of uh, the tropes is what I love. There's always like it's like the rose. Remember Bette Midler and the Rose? It's yeah, like, it's yeah. basically that was the first one I saw. Or I guess um, what was the one with Bradley Cooper? They remade the Star is Born. Star is Born. Born. It's kind yeah. of one of the early ones. So and one plot line that we haven't talked about is uh, that they completely diverge from the typical biopic thing. Is uh, Madonna? They they kill. Uh, Who's the drug lord that they yeah. kill? Oh yeah, then... yeah, Pablo Escobar. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's and really then Madonna takes over his business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know it's hard to imagine Madonna getting upset about. Has this. she made any comment? I don't. I don't know at all. I'm just saying it's like he didn't. It, it wasn't something he cleared with her. He just started, you know, making the movie. But it's so silly, you know. And I, nobody would watch this and think that this was real because it's it's just bonkers absurd now but, evan uh, rachel wood has said that she i mean she hasn't spoken with her but she said that she thinks that madonna would would like it and they actually um 
you know, he did, he did a parody of like a virgin, which was, was like a surgeon. Yeah. And from what I've read, she actually contacted him. Uh, you know, there's been some cases where like Coolio famously, and they, and they kind of joke about that in this film. So you know, he great, was mad. One great and, shot of that where they're like panning the audiences. He does it. And Coolio's and he's just mad there. <laughs> but, uh, but they, um, uh, they said that Madonna actually contacted his people or whatever at one point and, and said that, you know, she would like him to do a parody. And so, um, you know, back then had uh, his blessing. And he said the thing about they they joke about the the Yankovic bump where it's like yeah. when he parodies people's songs, then they get a bump. And he said that um, he did a uh, he did a spoof of Smells Like Teen Spirit and uh, not Madonna, but uh, Madonna. Nirvana's record company contacted him and said that that. They sold like an, an extra million album albums because of that spoof. Wow! So that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. I uh, I had a thought, and I just I had a thought that springboarded off of that. And I, getting old. I'm getting very old. Getting now, spoiler alert! At the end, that and this was I thought was a great gag. He gets like what is it? He gets like a lifetime achievement Grammy yeah. or something like that. <laughs> and there's an assassin, one of Madonna's assassins, assassins is there yeah. and kills him. <laughs> so he dies. <laughs> and then she visits his grave at the very end, and she has a scar on hand her face. Up, yeah. I just love <laughs> yeah, the, the hand The guy like, like, totally doesn't <laughs> totally doesn't fit in the front. Like he gets like a seat in the front row. Yeah, yeah. He's like this like four hundred pound like biker. With an enormous gun, a huge <laughs> rifle. <It's> yeah, like... <laughs> nobody intervenes. Oh, this was this was about Evan Rachel Wood. As I saw her on Fallon or something, and she also she sings. She can do. She can basically karaoke Madonna, and it's you wouldn't know it wasn't Madonna. She like, looked great in that. Yeah, I and, just watched a bunch then, of Westworld, and I was like, "That's her." And she said, uh, "So after they had wrapped, they had a party and." She got up and sang a Madonna song, you know, as Madonna having just played it. And the director was like, why didn't we have you? Like, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why didn't we have you sing in this? Like, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah and she's, she's outstanding. I mean, yeah. she's just gorgeous. And I mean, she's great as Madonna, as this like evil Madonna. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. played Pablo Escobar, too? Like, that guy was familiar. Uh, I'm not when sure what the actor's there, name he's is. like very sort of charming. He's like way better looking than Pablo Escobar. Yeah, thing, right. You know? But uh, and at the end, he's just like you know, because uh, they get or she gets kidnapped, and and you know, there's this whole actions kind of Rambo like action yeah. sequence yeah. where he goes in to rescue her, and Com and he's like, okay, quest. you know, let her go, and and Pablo Escobar's like you know, you can leave any time. You know, I just thought you wanted to be at my party. You know? <laughs> it's like a birthday cake, clearly from Costco. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Costco birthday cake. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely a side quest. It wasn't necessary, but it was wonderful to add that. But it really works in the, yeah, yeah. you know, in this universe. So what do you guys think? It, is, would you, is there anything more to say about this one, you think, or? I mean, I, I, we could keep talking about it and I'll just be like, oh, remember that one part that was so fun? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, it, Al himself is in the movie. He plays the, it, like he did in the, in the uh, original 
spoof trailer we just uh, played. He plays one of the agents, right? He plays the music agent, but yeah. in his sidekick in the film is a uh, uh, guy from Saturday Night Live, not Bill Hader, the other. Ah, uh, what is his name? The guy. What is wrong with me? Uh, hey, guy who keep plays, talking, uh, then I'll look him up. Who does the uh, MacGruber? MacGruber, what's that guy's name? Anyway, he's hilarious. Yeah, and all he yeah. does is parrot Weird Al and be like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no financial sense. <laughs> he just keeps jumping in <laughs> to underline everything else says. Yeah, it, and it, then he comes back later when he's like vindicated. Weird Al, Weird Al yeah. does, yeah. and he he just puts a cigarette out in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh the the pool party scene is so great because Wolfman Jack, Jack Black shows up and it's Dr. Demento's pool party and everybody's there. Uh Salvador Dali is there. I don't there. know who played that. That was great though. Andy Warhol is there, Andy Warhol. Gallagher is there. Uh, Conan O'Brien is Andy Warhol. Andy yeah. Fine is there, you know, Pee Wee Herman's there. It's like this this Tiny Tim. Yes, it's who's who of all these weird it's people. Like, it's like a circus freak movie. <laughs> this pool party. And, uh, and, and he throws down the gauntlet. Uh, Jack Black, uh, Wolfman Jack, throws down the gauntlet, sort of being like, well, you're not, you know, yeah. it's not real music what yeah. you do. Yeah. And he, if, he if goes, it is real music. Get me my accordion. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do this. Like, no, no, I want to. Well, the, oh, he, so he's there with the bass player from, from Queen. Queen. <laughs> he's trying to get everyone to recognize And him. so this is like, all right, well, you want to, okay. If, if this is, you know, then play, uh, you know, parody. Of another one bites another the dust. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. You know, and everybody's sort of sneering and jeering. And and so he does. And the the, the premise is that he just makes it up on the spot. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the guys are. They're doing all the little hand yeah. parts and that. Yeah. And everybody has a little a slide whistle. Yeah, playing on a box. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just delightful. And then the end of it, so it's a slam dunk, yeah. right? And at the end of it, Jack Black, you know, the, the music shifts and Jack Black has this moment of being like, almost tears in the yeah. eyes. Like, I don't know what to say. That was the most beautiful thing I've yeah. ever heard. <laughs> and then, and then the queen tased. guy. <laughs> and then security shows up and tases him and drags him away. It's, it's and then the very end Gallagher finishing the last yeah, the smashing of water. Smashes the water. Smashes the water. Everybody goes crazy. And the queen guy wants him to uh, tour with them. Yes, yeah, so we're going to play, play like a little that. gig at Wembley Stadium called Live Aid, and we—I would love it if you would come and perform that song. Oh yeah, that was it. Oh, I'd love to. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> I just mock him, and then the cop drags him away. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't seen anything sort of that enjoyably silly since like the first Anchorman. Yeah, like yeah. just people having. A it's that time. same exact kind of tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I for one would I have recommended it to a number of people. I'm yeah. like, you know, if you if you think Weird Al is interesting, even like mm -hmm. this movie is is so fun. It's nice that you know to give a shout out to streaming is like the smaller, the, you know, the independent film circuit is just taking the beating with all those superhero movies, and mm -hmm. so the streamers have become the place that you could release things and let the artists do their thing without a bunch of executives coming in and, and mucking it up or like, I, I'm trying to imagine that being released in theaters. Right. And it would, it wouldn't be the same. It's sort of the idea of um, like a movie like Ace Ventura that really made it big once it hit video. Like yeah. that was a big rental success yeah. Yeah. that then spawned 
two sequels that did well in the theaters on the release, but the original uh, Ace Ventura didn't do particularly well in theaters. And the streaming uh, arena now feels to me like you can find smaller things that would never get greenlit for a theatrical release right. if it hinged on that. Yeah. But they go, you know, let's give it a shot. It'll probably find an audience. And if it finds a really big audience, you know, Stranger Things will spawn three more seasons of it. Right. And if it doesn't, that's part of the thing, you know. Still in the catalog. So I, I like that. I agree. I like that it um, it has resulted in a much broader field of original content. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't like all of it, but you're not going to like all of it, mm -hmm. you know. Well, oh. something very similar in tone to this uh, is the Tenacious D movie that came out about 15 yeah. years or so ago. Yeah. And that right. kind of famously bombed, uh, yeah. you know, and so, uh, you know, you can't really imagine, like you said, something like this getting into a theater. But, you know, it's gotten a lot of buzz uh, just online and, you know, they've promoted it pretty well. The budget I just checked was $12 million. So. Yeah. Everybody you know, wanted to be in it. No one got their fee or their, yeah. their quote. I guarantee it. But it's chock full of stars. Yeah. And it's really fun. And everybody, it's it's very, very well done. Yeah. It's fun to see people work on projects that are not about career moves or uh, getting your quote up, but just like, oh, this is the, the love, the art of the game. It's fun to watch everybody on screen having so much fun doing it. Yeah. It's infectious. I think that's one of the reasons why it's so successful. And it's not too long either. Yeah. It's not a huge commitment. It's what is it, an hour and a half? Yeah, basically, yeah. You know, so it, it's a yeah, something like that. Get, yeah, but it doesn't get lost in the woods. It doesn't yeah. bog down. It's like, oh, well, you didn't need that whole plot line, you know. Yeah. And adding the Pablo Escobar stuff in doesn't feel like padding. Yeah. You know, you have to take it somewhere. <laughs> you have to, yeah, yeah. You have to keep escalating. Well, they, they have to also they have to heighten it, but they also get to resolve a threat. Yeah, exactly. So, and they do that pretty expediently, and it it never stops being fun and. Yeah, un yeah, unreservedly recommend. Yeah, and yeah, for sure, for sure, I would agree. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's still, you know, you like this kind of absurdist humor. You know, it's very silly. Uh, it's, you know, uh, another thing famously with Weird Al is he's a clean comic. You know, there's not any profanity in anything that he does. So this is, you know, you can watch this with your kids, and yeah, you know, there's not really anything you know maybe a little bit like the scenes with him and madonna but even that's not explicit or anything you right. know right uh it's all i, wonder, it's all I can't remember tame, i remember so. like being around some people that were pretty religious and they they just didn't like it they felt like somehow that was wrong and i'm like how can you be upset about this the cleanest most fun ever and i guess they don't like anything that isn't like straight it's, and clear. it's silly yeah <laughs> Now get back to planning like the movie or just his songs, just him in general, just like, the whole, like okay. they would take the album from them kind of thing, and they'd come over to my house and listen to it. I'm like, what is wrong with your parents? I mean, this is definitely not my parents' kind of humor. I mean, my parents would think this is really, really dumb. You know, yeah, it is really, uh, really dumb. But I'd yeah, it uh, captures that Mad yeah, magazine so. though. Remember Mad? Like, yep. you know, oh yeah. What was the guy, Don Martin, who would like did all those like mm -hmm. characters and their feet flopped over? Yeah. But it had the same sort of like <laughs> it was like this, and the hair was like woo. Um uh it really, yeah, it really brings it kind of took me back a little nostalgically too, because I was thinking about listening to like a weird owl song and like being in the bookstore looking at all the 
the comic books and the latest Mad Magazine and waiting for the next Mad Magazine because it came off for Thursday. And like, I, I got to get one of them because they'll sell out and then reading those during school. And they don't really in the movie really delve too deeply into his catalog. You know, they just kind of cover just a handful of the really big yeah. ones. And, you know, the thing that is interesting. So, you know, I got to thinking about like, you know, he remember he did the Yoda song, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, the thing about it is, um, you know, and, and on all of his albums, he had some original songs and, you know, there's some good original songs in there and everything. And uh, people say that, you know, he's toured. I think he's done like I think they said well over a thousand shows in his career. But pe people say he's really, really great live, you know, him and his band. And so I've always thought that would be fun to, I actually checked to see if he's touring anywhere and he, and he isn't right now, but, but uh, you know, uh, his shows are supposed to be really great. If you think about, I mean, you get hung up on the fact that it's a parody, but if you think about the breadth of material that they do, the yeah. technical proficiency oh, yeah. is, is amazing. And then his albums tend to have, a kind of a, a mashup of, of sort of top 10 songs that he hasn't done the full thing. That mm. is a, that is a full on polka thing. And it mm. really highlights his virtuosity mm -hmm. on the, you know, so it's the sort of polka slash Kletzmer version of all of these hits. I think it's Klezmer. Klezmer. Yeah. I don't think there's a T in there. Klezmer. Klezmer music. Klezmer music. All right. Well, I apologize to all the Klezmer people out there for that would be your music. all Jewish people. Just so you know. Wow. All Jewish that's, people. Yeah, that's part of the culture. That's where Klezmer comes Ladies from. German. And gentlemen, I would Jesus. like to apologize for my. We apologize in advance. Oh, for, we have to Travis, that part out. Travis Guba, famous anti-Semite. <laughs> I was just, um, just talking to Kanye. So. Oh boy. <laughs> So have you guys, uh, have you seen anything else? Uh, usually kind of at the end of the episodes, we'd, you know, get into some other stuff a little bit. Have, have you guys seen anything else recently that was interesting or you enjoyed? I haven't watched, you know, I've been, we, we, I just finished up a film festival up here and I've been kind of wrapped up in that. And I, I don't think I have watched anything uh, that we haven't already discussed. I haven't seen anything new. What have you, have you been watching? I watched lately? this great short. It was called Taken In, available on Amazon Prime. If you look for <laughs> Taken In, comma, short, uh, it was amazing. Yes, that, it is amazing. It was part of the film festival we screened, and Travis directed it. What? So you should absolutely check that out. Uh, for sure, for it, sure. It's great. But uh, what were, you were just telling me about the documentary yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, I was going to say, I was watching. Uh, There's a documentary called Wild, Wild uh, Country, and it's about this uh, sort of guru, sort of this Indian spiritualist. And um, he sort of rides all of the sort of Westerners looking for fulfillment and enlightenment and creates like a, like a monetary system within his ashram. And then it gets a little hot for him with the Indian government. So he, he takes all this money they've raised and he tells one of the, the people, go find us a place to build the next thing. And they decide well, it's got to be America. We won't deal with oppression there. And right. She goes, we won't deal with oppression there. No yeah, and so she here. goes to North Central Oregon in the middle of this like sleepy rancher, conservative, retired community of people. I've seen the preview for this. Yeah, they buy up all this land and they literally have all these people that are specialists in engineering and work. They build like a city for their for their whole um, group. 
And they just sort of started and it's just like uh, freedom and no responsibility, a lot of open, loose sex. And it's kind of a, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a cult. Yeah. But it, it, we were, we took a hike this afternoon. He was telling me all about it. So it's absolutely, it gets more and more bizarre. Yeah. And, but it, this is true. This is a yeah. documentary, right? Yeah, or is it really it, happened. Real it's footage. Based, it's, oh, it's real footage. They have or real it's footage. based on it and they yeah. reshoot some mm-hmm. of it. They, well, they do modern interviews and they cut the modern interviews in there too. So yeah, it's really great. I'm I'm trying to I'm thinking like how it to sounds write super it. interesting. It's funny. I would yeah. recommend that. And then I'm watching another doc, The Vow, season two, which is about uh, Nexium, which was another cult, and it was uh, Norton in in New York, and uh, there's a whole bunch of them got indicted because they got into like sex trafficking and like a secret sect of the um, of the the program that was just like all women, and they were like branding the leaders like initials on themselves and they were all groomed to like be his sex partners. Just fascinating. Like how manipulative that man is. Wow. Keith hmm. Rainier, he's in jail now. So I'll go look him up, look him up, see if he's available. <laughs> when there's people like still going, I think he's the greatest thing ever. What else have I watched? A lot of docs lately. Of course, the dragon one, you know, house of the dragon. Yeah. House of the dragon completed. And um, were you guys happy with how that I I haven't watched it, but were you guys happy with how that finished up? It was it was it, once you figured it out, I got into it because it was like there were like two main ladies that were named like Ranara and like Regira or something. And I was like, who's what? Who's because if they mm-hmm. were on screen, I knew who we were talking about. But if mm-hmm. someone referenced them off screen, it was like Rhaenyra. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I, is that the big one? The little one? Anyway. It I, I I thought it was well done. Uh, there's a time. There's one. There's a couple of time jumps in it, and the first one is very prominent as after the first three episodes. And I think we've talked about this before. I think mm-hmm. they they replace two of the central actors in it with older actors that do a good job and mm-hmm. look plausible as older versions of the. But the chemistry those two had particularly. The sort of uh, you know, the Game of Thrones was very popular. Daenerys Targaryen was a very popular character mm-hmm. in that season, and so it was smart of them to sort of start with this. She looks sort of like it. She's in a similar right. situation, yeah. right? To kind of anchor that to the former thing. And I thought the actor who played that role was absolutely the dynamite. Young actress, yeah, 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 absolutely dynamite. Yeah. And then when they replaced her, it wasn't that I think the other person they put in did a bad job i just missed her the entire rest of the thing yeah and i would have i said i would have watched the whole season that just stuck with her mm-hmm. and they wanted that you know they wanted to i think they wanted to cover a certain family arc and that yeah. spanned a lifetime you know that spanned decades so i understand the choice mm-hmm. but yeah and it's good i mean it's not game of thrones i think game of thrones well, Game of Thrones had that magic of like the yeah. Walking Dead. Like for the first episode, you're like, "This is a life or death, yeah, major thing." And this one has dragons, which are are yeah. magical, and we get them right away. But it doesn't have that same sort of thing looming in the background. I was never as interested in the like the politics and gamesmanship part of Game of Thrones. I was interested in like when are the zombies coming? What are the supernatural elements of the children? And yeah, that interesting. Yeah. Um, what about you, Chris? What have you? Been- uh, so a couple of things. I've been watching uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities yes. on Netflix. Oh, have you watched any should, of that? Maybe we could check some of that out tonight. Yeah. 
Let, so, we're gonna watch some of that tonight because I've been I've been meaning to do it and I just haven't gotten to it. You're gonna go in the murder my, basement. We'll go in the murder basement. Okay. In the murder basement. That's the perfect place to watch it. I'll set up uh, all my precious Victorian dolls all around you so they can watch you while you're watching the horror. And slightly that metal door that's not yeah. a script that has blood I'll, on it. Just slightly I'll open that. Unlatch that and see if anything happens. And it'll mm-hmm. be so it's an anthology where uh Guillermo del Toro is the Rod Serling like host, and he's just kind of collected directors mm-hmm. that he likes, you know, to, to do these different stories. And I've watched, I think I've watched four and there's probably eight. My favorite one, the one, one that I would recommend you guys watch, uh, is, um, I think it's called the visitor. It has Peter Weller and Eric Andre and some other people that you recognize. And the director is, I think his name is Panos Cosmatos, who did Mandy. And I think the other movie he did is Beyond the Black Rainbow, which I think you've seen, Chris. Yeah. And it's it's that same kind of aesthetic where it's just this incredible production design and this crazy tech, you know, like, like uh, synth music. Um, but it's not as slow as those movies are because it's just yeah. a 45 minute episode. And it, but it's. I would recommend for sure that you guys watch that one. It's it's. I think you would. You, watch you would enjoy the sequence. It. They're just they're just yeah, standalone. They're one off. Right? They're one off. It's, it's like it's like the Twilight build. Zone or Black Mirror. It's some one off. Okay. There's no one off stories no that don't have anything to do with each other. So, but, but, I, but you, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, you go. go I was gonna say, what did you think of the first episode? Because I had beef with it. The one with the story. um. I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, my only real problem with it is there is some. There's some kind of not great CGI um, towards the end. So is this one with the the storage the storage, storage building that he buys out storage unit? He's but my don't issue, spoil it because my issue it. with it was that character was so Gross. like it, you know that something bad is going to happen to him, right? So they are you there? You froze. Well, sometimes it comes back. Oh, you back? You back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We froze there for a second. Um, so, I'm not... so my issue is that they tried to make. Uh, what's that? Do you know the actor's name? He was in like Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh yeah, he's in Oh Brother Where I don't. And he's, he's in. He's, he's in, in the, the Buster what's... Scuggs, the ballad yeah. with the Coen Brothers. Um, and that guy's great. You know, he's great. But they tried to make they added this layer where they tried to make him like sort of racist, and it was so ham fisted. And then they added these scenes with his, you know, his friend who works there, who's who's African-American and they got to talk about it a bit. But I'm like, why? It just added. It was like fluff and it wasn't necessary. And it, it felt yeah, that like, that could have been cut for sure. All of it could have been gone. It would have been much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Tim Blake Nelson is his yeah, thank name. Thank you. Yeah. So all that's, you know, it's really overall really top notch as far as the, the you know, the actors and, and everything in all of these episodes episodes and and since it's different directors you know the tone is very some of them are funny and some are serious and you know so uh none of them i would say so far that i've watched it i think were amazing or yeah you know anything like that but but so you know the what i've seen has have they've all been really well done so i, I think there's um, this issue also where we're trying to grab this format that existed um as kids you know the outer limits um, uh, uh, amazing stories. Spielberg rebooted mm-hmm. that one, and uh, all of these things that were so groundbreaking in a way that I was so attracted to. And I'm like, was I just you know simpler as a kid, and that was easier to go with? But it it all seems very dated. All of this when I watch it, There's something just missing from it. And I think that the current version is Black Mirror, 
like that feels yeah. the same sort of <laughs> that feels the same sort of like sense of wonderment that i had for outer limits or tales from the crypt black you know? mirror is great yeah that's been yeah great. these are definitely not at the level of black mirror i wouldn't say i think the thing that's missing from these is the uh you know so many of those anthologies from our youth and even before our youth you know like, like twilight zone was the 60s but you know we were watching all those as when we were a kid none of these have a there's not a twist ending in them you know which yeah. you which you had with yeah the twilight zone and tales from the crypt and a lot of the black mirror episodes you know so they just kind of they're just kind of a short story but not necessarily any any twist and i think that's maybe the thing that's missing from you them, see it coming. you know you see it coming and you're just like well how are we going to get there you know I guess that's why I don't get as engaged. I'm kind of like allowed to like, yeah. you know, drift back and go like, oh, this is okay. And go to the bathroom and come back. Did I miss anything? Not really, but here we go. Let's keep on. It's kind of fluff. Well, now, now the other thing that I. <laughs> it's well, good, that? but it's not Black Mirror. How about that? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's good, but yeah, not quite at that level. Um, the other thing that I watched is um, Regal Cinemas over Halloween had... Um, they had the original Dawn of the Dead from 1978 in theaters. The and very first one was black and white? No, the the second one. So that's Night of the Living Dead is the black and white one. Yeah, yeah. Dawn of the Dead is the one in the mall. Yeah, it's very good. Um, and so they... The uh, remake is the, really good too, actually. Oh, yeah. The remake that's is fantastic. I, to, I think we saw the remake up at the Magic Johnson Theater. With Sonny? Yeah, with Sonny. It was such a treat. It was a very engaged audience. Midnight, <laughs> midnight crowd, you know, largely African-American. So we were sort of, you know, sticking. Not that anybody gave us any guff, but, but absolutely packed house. Very vocal crowd. <laughs> it was the best way to see that. Just yelling at characters. It oh, was yeah, because really it's a good movie and it's scary. Yeah. And, but people would like, don't go in there. That's <laughs> great. Or it was in uh 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 like it was a Tyrese that was in it, and he was helping the pregnant uh uh white girl, and, and someone was just like, "She's gonna get you killed." <laughs> I went to see anyway. the um. So you went to the, see the original, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, so this was the original, and for whatever reason, they they post converted it into three D, which was completely unnecessary. Um, it looked, you know, the print was great, because uh, I'm sure it's probably some remastered, you know, they probably remastered it for, for some new Blu-ray or something. But so it looked really, really great. Um, the 3D was this kind of modern 3D where it's just depth, you know, it's not really stuff flying out yeah. at you. There were a couple of scenes where there was, there was broken glass and stuff like that. But so that was really cool, because I had <laughs> Let me grab the that 3D house of pancakes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I had, I'd never seen that one in the, in the, the theater. So that was really cool. But the story that I was going to tell is, uh, I went to see the Dawn of the Dead remake that came out a few years ago and it was like a Friday night. It was, you know, pretty much packed and there were a group of teenage boys. I went with a friend of mine and there were a group of teenage boys behind us, which normally maybe would have been annoying because they talked through the whole thing, Yeah, but it was actually funny because they brought one of their friends it was like a group of kids that I guess were into horror movies. And then they brought a friend who was not into horror movies. It was like they kind of dragged him along. 
And all through the film, it was like, why are they going in there? These people are so stupid. And he was like, I'm going to leave. And they were like, no, no, just stay all through the film. And it was really, really hilarious because he was just terrified and like, I can't believe you guys brought me to this. This is you guys are such jerks. It was really great. That was fun. Yeah. Um, But anyway, Dawn of the Dead seeing it in the theater was cool. So. Uh, for next time, we had decided that we're going to do a December, uh, a Christmas movie, and we're going to do mm-hmm. Die Hard. Krampus. No, Die, die hard. hard. You want to do Die Hard? We could. I mean, we can do Die, die Hard. Much both. Die then hard. you have the whole, yeah, we can do both of them. I mean, then you have the whole debate. I, about... I haven't seen the Krampus either. Okay. No, I haven't either, so. What's that um, on yeah. Netflix? I don't, I don't need an excuse to watch Die Hard again. That's a great movie. It is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. People don't I know think it. so. Now I have a machine gun too. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. The great late Alan Rickman <laughs> oh, in his breakout so role. great. In that. Um, he is so great. Hans Gruber. Well, the reason he I made that movie. I mean, it, it, yeah. you, you have to have a villain that interesting to me. Because, you know, Bruce Willis did a good job. The whole cast does a good job. It, you have to have a villain that stands up to mm-hmm. that, that feels like you're you're not going to be able to beat this guy, yeah. you know. And he is a slam dunk. It's so great. Yeah. Okay. So let's do. We'll do Die Hard and Krampus. And sure. I don't know. It, maybe it'll be a double feature, or maybe we'll split it up. I don't know. We figure this stuff out. It's later. also interesting. Uh, uh, I keep going back to revisit things in our modern context to see if they hold up. And I was going to say on the plane. I told you this earlier. I I wanted to watch American Beauty. You know, won mm. an Oscar. Does mm. not hold up. Wow. Like, it does not translate. And I'm like, I don't know if it's like the Creepy Town thing that came out about Ke- Kevin Spacey or the fact that he like is really pursuing, uh, I you know, like a 17 year old girl. And it's mm-hmm. like this is really uncomfortable. So doesn't hold up. Thanks, Sam Mendes. <laughs> I haven't watched back to it, but I, I remember really liking that when it first came out. Thinking, yeah. Wow, that movie's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen it since watching it in the theater. Maybe I watched it like on HBO or something. At, you and know, Chris Cooper's great. Year, too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even get to Chris Cooper. I like bailed at like a third in. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like the one where the, the roses are falling off of her. I'm like, oh, I am yeah. deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. With <laughs> Maybe because I'm older and like, I'm like, I try to like yeah. identify with the characters. I'm like, this is not good. I can't. I'm like closer to I'm older than he is, isn't it? It's like when he's jerking off in the shower, he's like, I'm 43. And you're like, 43. Oh my God. I'm like, I remember 43. <laughs> this 43. Um, cool. So uh yeah, let's we're we're about a time here. So we're gonna do we're gonna watch in no particular order Die Hard and Krampus for our sort of holiday seasonal Christmassy stuff. Uh we all recommend um weird Al uh, weird TV. weird mm-hmm. by out yep thumbs and... up where's it like here you guys do a thumbs up sure that might be copyrighted i don't know but oh chris and chris talk movies at gmail.com that's our handle we're on the socials maybe you're watching us on youtube maybe you're listening to us in your podcast uh thank you so much for joining us like and subscribe just go ahead and smash that like and subscribe for me there yeah. smash and, it as hard uh, as you can yes <laughs> don't hurt yourself please <laughs> no not too hard yeah but uh, yeah, I mean, any last? I don't. Thought? I just don't know. Like, if you're using Smash accordingly. Oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> everything I say is wrong. I know. Crush it. The Destroy the, the the like button. I, my daughter has enlightened me on terms that I should no longer use. Like thirsty. I didn't know what thirsty meant. I do yeah. now. Yeah. 
Usually nope. when I feel thirsty, it's because I, I know there's a beer in the fridge. I'm going to get not the context <laughs> for thirsty anymore. It. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, these kids in their new speak. Yeah. And all mine's old now. That that being said, hey, y'all, I'm fitting a dip set. Okay. Mm. Whatever that meant. <laughs> so I'm getting, I'm getting ready to leave. Okay. I'm fitting a dip set. Once there. you figure out what it means, then it's not cool anymore. Yeah. Yeah, as soon so as I knew, must, they changed that, it. That must still be cool, then. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, from the Alrighty. folks network, we're going to bid you farewell. Um, it's five o'clock. It's time for bed. Okay. And what I, the last thing I always say is we will talk to you all next week. <laughs>